Hello there, folks, and thank you for listening to the show. I'm Joanna. I'm Nate, and we are Stranger Than. This is round two for this episode. Uh, had some adventures in remote uh, recording, and uh, I sounded like a chipmunk while Joanna sounded just like Joanna. So, unfortunately, I couldn't get that fixed, and so here we are, round two. I was saying that I, if it was both of us sounding like a chipmunk, that we should have just gone with it, you know, made our, our uh, special chipmunk episode. <laughs> yeah, it would have been fine. But unfortunately, Simon, it, it was just me. And I would be Brittany. Because you're no totally Alvin. not like an Alvin. Yeah, I guess I have glasses too, so. You have glasses, you're nerdy, thoughtful, and smart. Um... I'm Brittany because, you know, she's like vain, shallow, self-centered, like check, check, check. <laughs> I don't know anything about the uh, lady chipmunks. You don't know anything about the chipettes? The chipettes? No, not, not, not much. I guess they were just outside of my time, I guess. I don't know. Well, it's basically the same as Alvin, Simon, and Theodore, except girls. So Yeah, I kind of figured. So Brittany is like the female Alvin. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Well, let's get to it. Today, we will be talking about two wildly different subjects. I will be covering the exploits of the Poison Squad, and Joanna will be talking to us about some things that the Simpsons television show has predicted. Well, I needed something super easy because of the move and everything, and I'm like... Can my research just be watching episodes of The Simpsons? <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> hey, well, you deserve it. There was a, it was quite a, quite a drive and a whole hell of a lot of work, and I'm sure still work ahead. Of oh you. my god, so much work ahead. I spent several hours a day. Re- I finally started on the Livy's room painting that. So, yeah, then just god still damn. boxes everywhere and shit everywhere. Like this whole uh, workstation is just so Jimmy rigged. I'm sinking into an air mattress because I still don't have my bed up. (laughs) (laughs) It's awesome. Hopefully I have feeling in my arm when this is done. I hope so too. (laughs) So we will start with the poison squad. In some ways, food used to be better. In other ways, not so much. Better because if you were able to get fresh food, it was local and made from scratch. However, not everyone was able to get fresh food, and those who couldn't were eating some nasty shit. Milk had formaldehyde in it. Gross. Canned food had salicylic acid, borax, and copper sulfate. Corn syrup was passed off as honey, and colored lard was passed off as butter. That is Just colored lard. And God knows what they colored the lard to make it butter-colored. I mean, who knows what they used? <laughs> Urine? I don't know. <laughs> God, who knows? Not shockingly, corporations will shit on people as much as they can to make a profit. There also were no repercussions for the corporations that lied about the products they made and sold. It wasn't until 1906 that the Pure Food and Drug Act and Meat Inspection Act were passed, which is what eventually led to the creation of the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration. 
the chief chemist of the Agriculture Department, Dr. Harvey Washington Wiley, was not only a horrible misogynist, but also a Harvard graduate, one of the first hired professors at Purdue, and a Civil War vet. He was a pretty serious misogynist. He referred to women as savages. Wow. It's actually kind of amusing because he ended up marrying a suffragette that was half his age. And after his career at the United States Agriculture Department, he was the head tester at Good Housekeeping, a magazine targeted to women. So did the suffragette, like, change him? I'm thinking. Because, by all accounts, he was, they had a happy marriage. Wow. Magic pussy. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) While working at Purdue, Wiley became interested in adulteration in fertilizers and food. He was against it. He started studying sugars and looking into shit that was being put into dairy products, booze, and spices. For whatever reason, the USDA didn't seem to give much of a shit about the filth being put in Americans' food. And once the study was over in 1895, that was that. He had left Purdue to accept a position at the USD in 1882, and that's where he was doing all this research. Okay. Dr. Wiley, however, Dr. Wiley is the name of the uh, big bad guy in the Mega Man series of video games. Uh, I don't think this is the same Dr. Wiley as that Dr. Wiley was more interested in robotics and taking over the world. Yeah, that is a little bit of a different field, I guess. Uh, A bit, a bit. This Dr. Wiley, however, was not going to accept the findings of the USDA as just that, as just findings and move on. Uh, So he got a group of dudes together, and he was going to feed these guys preservatives to see what happened. He had talked Congress into giving him five grand, 154000 today, in funding for this project with the official goal to, quote, investigate the character of food preservatives, coloring matters, and other substances added to foods to determine the relation to digestion and to health, and to establish the principles which should guide their use, unquote. His secret agenda was to create nationwide food regulations, which is good. The first on his list was borax, which today is used as an insect poison and heavy-duty cleaner. It has been banned by the European Union, as there are claims that it fucks with reproductive health. So I guess, you know, it's a good thing to kind of keep away from people. It's really good at, at getting rid of ants. Oh yeah, definitely. Boric acid. Mm-hmm. Back then, it was used as a preservative. You see, it tightens up animal proteins, making the meat look fresher than it actually is. It was sometimes used on decomposing meat to make it look like it, well, wasn't decomposing. So it didn't actually preserve it, it just made it look not rotten? Well, it would preserve it. So, I mean, it would no longer, it wouldn't rot any further, and it would make it look like it wasn't rotten. So that's, I mean, it's not getting any more rotten. And if it was on regular meat, it would keep the regular meat, the unrotten meat, fresh. Well, fresh-ish. I mean, you're still putting fucking poison on it, but... Right. (laughs) Beginning on October of 1902, the Poison Squad ate borax with every meal. This lasted until July of 1903. Their menu for Christmas dinner 1902 was as follows. Applesauce. Borax. Soup, borax, turkey, borax, borax, 
canned stringed beans, sweet potatoes, white potatoes, turnips, borax, chipped beef, cream gravy, cranberry sauce, celery, pickles, rice pudding, milk, bread and butter, tea, coffee, and a little borax. It reminds me a bit of the Monty Python spam sketch. Right. As it turns out, borax not only makes food taste pretty bad, but also causes digestive pains, along with headaches and stomach aches. So there's one down. Did anything really fucked up happen to them from eating all the borax? They didn't die or anything, but they were, I mean, they got sick. I mean, they were eating borax three times a day. Yeah, no thank you. The guys eating the poison were 12 known for their reliability and sobriety. They were fit and had all passed their civil service exam. A civil service exam is a test that anyone who wants a government job has to pass. So if you want to be like a cop or like, you know, you want to work in government, you know, if you just want to, you know, do some foolishness like that, you have to take this. It's like a pre-application. You just got to do it first. They all took an oath for a year of service where they would all eat the same stuff at the same time together every day. They also each signed waivers saying they wouldn't sue the government for anything that happened during the test, even if that something was death. Before each of the meals, they would get weighed and have their temperature and pulse taken. They also had both urine and fecal tests, as well as having hair and sweat samples taken. The article I read told a story of one of the squad getting an unscheduled haircut. He was supposedly sent back to get the hair clippings for the researchers. Oh, shit. The crazy thing, I mean, you know, besides eating poison and getting all the shit done to them, was that they didn't even really get paid that much for this. They were basically working for three hot poison meals a day. Oh, wow. Yeah. I feel like that's not even, even like the, probably the food testers for like royalty, like, got a better deal. Oh, yeah. I mean, they had probably all of their stuff taken care of, plus they got to eat like good-ass food. I mean, there's a potential of it being poisoned, but with these guys, every bite was poison. Right? Yeah, I guess, you know, you got all this delicious food and you just had to kind of roll the dice on whether it would make your throat fucking melt. Right, pretty much. (laughs) Wiley and the squad also went after copper sulfate, which was used to make canned peas greener. Gross. Yeah, I mean, you know how copper turns your skin green? Apparently it does the same shit to peas. Today, copper sulfate is used as a pesticide to kill algae, fungus, and plants. It's also antimicrobial. Copper sulfate can cause damage to the brain, stomach, liver, and kidneys. Of course, the food lobbyists at the time, as is the same now, don't really give a fuck about anything but cash in their pockets. So they fought back. Most of this research was suppressed by the Secretary of Agriculture, you know, the boss of the USDA. Only because he was out of town and a subordinate misunderstood his orders did a report of benzoic acid get out. Benzoic acid, however, is pretty safe to handle. Uh, The salt of benzoic acid is called sodium benzoate and is used as a food preservative today. It prevents the growth of microbes. So it's too bad something like bad didn't get leaked. The media, however, they talked about these poison tests quite a bit. And the lobbyists, I mean, they may control government, but at this time, they didn't have their greasy tendrils around the press. 
even after Wiley disallowed anyone involved to talk about the test on pain of losing their job, the press published stories that they just made up. I guess he decided that accurate news was better than the bullshit that the newspapers were making up, so he ended up just embracing the notoriety. As mentioned before, in 1906, the Meat Inspection Act and Pure Food and Drugs Act, originally called the Wiley Act, were passed by Congress. Apparently, Teddy Roosevelt took most of the credit for the first food safety laws passed in America, which I guess is sort of a Roosevelt thing to do. The Poison Squad disbanded in 1907, and Wiley left the USDA in 1912 for good housekeeping. He died June 30th, 1930, which was the 24th anniversary of the passage of the Pure Food and Drugs Act, leaving behind his wife and his two sons. He and his wife are buried together at the Arlington National Cemetery, and he is known as the father of the FDA. Well, thank you, Poison Squad, for your service. Yeah, I mean, I had never heard about them before, but I heard, I think, on an episode of Science Friday, they were talking about the history of ketchup, which was oddly fascinating. Uh, But they talked about the Poison Squad in that because there are no weird preservatives in ketchup like, you know, that. They have, like, little bits of this here and there and, like, some vinegar and, like, the acids in the tomato or something all kind of just make it naturally preserved. Wow. So ketchup is fucking magic, basically. Yeah, and apparently the Heinz Company was a pretty dope company to work for back in the day. I mean, I guess you got uh, manicures and pedicures pretty much like once a week or something with a, you know, relative frequency, the workers, the regular workers. And they were really just up on, you know, keeping you clean and healthy. You had doctor visits and you got paid decently. It was some shocking shit. Wow. Those were the days, I guess. Yeah, those were the days. The the golden days of ketchup. (laughs) When companies actually gave a shit about their employees. That's right. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Well, why don't you tell us about some predictions that our favorite show, The Simpsons, I mean, maybe not our favorite show, but still, it's been around for a while. It has been around for 30 years now. It's actually like the longest running cartoon uh, ever. Yeah, that's uh, that's a long time. I mean, that's Supernatural is only on for like 18 seasons or something. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, do you remember watching, like, the first uh, episode of The Simpsons? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, me and my family, my mom, my dad, and sister would sit around and watch that uh, that show ever since it came, uh, it came out pretty much every week. Not anymore, obviously, because I'm all, I'm all grown up, but, you know, as a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember I watched the very first episode of The Simpsons with uh, me and my, my younger brothers, and then we told our parents about it, and then our parents... Loved it, so we'd all watch it together. And it was the same with South Park. <laughs> oh, yeah. We weren't so much into South Park. That was a little bit racy for my folks. And at that time, we weren't hanging out much anyway. I was a late teenager, and I was, you know, doing my own thing. <laughs> 
Yeah, my parents uh, enjoyed South Park. They're, they're they're a little bit more irreverent, I guess you could say. Yeah, but, yeah. But yeah, Simpsons. It's been a long. It's been going for a really long time, and boy, thirty seasons, and they have many episodes per season. So I don't know. I suck at math, but uh, there's a lot of episodes out there that people uh, say predicted the future. There's one episode in particular that people feel uh, predicted 2020. What a shit show of a prediction that is. Yeah, for real. And that's all the way that episode is called Margin Chains, and it's from season four of The Simpsons. So that's uh, that's old. That's, that's like early. 1993 <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, 1993. He probably still had Conan O'Brien writing for him, and. Uh... Oh, and there's another stand-up comic who wrote for him. He ended up jacking off in front of some people. Um, oh, oh, God. The, the Pee Wee Herman no, no, guy? No, no, Pee Wee Herman. He was a, he's a bald oh. dude. He's got red hair, <laughs> but he's, like, balding. Uh, he would, like, make people watch him jack oh, off, gosh. allegedly. Oh, I, I yes. I can't think of his name now, right now. Really funny. Another guy who liked to jack off. And he what? was really funny. I mean, his stand-up was great. Yeah, yeah. Pee Wee Herman liked to jack off in front of people, though, Well, he, he just jacked off in a porno theater, so it's like... Oh, okay, you know. okay. But yes, no, I can't I can't think of who that guy is, but I totally know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure the listeners are screaming his name right now, but... I know, they're like, God damn it! Sorry. <laughs> it's so-and-so. Sorry. Anyways, Marge in Chains. So this is the episode that people think predicted the coronavirus pandemic because in the episode, uh, Troy McClure, like Homer's watching a, a advertisement or a, an infomercial starring Troy McClure for a juicer. <laughs> and <laughs> and of course, he has to have one right away. So he uh, order gets on the phone and orders one of the juicers. And back at the assembly factory in Japan, one of the workers coughs into the package and ships it off. And that's how the outbreak begins in Springfield. Well, well. Now in the episode, <laughs> yeah. Now in the episode, it's called the Osaka flu. And everyone starts getting it and freaking out and. You know, it's just general mayhem. And in people kind of like rioting and and, uh, wanting uh, a cure, they knock over a box of killer bees. So that's like number two. So number one, coronavirus. The murder hornets, number two. Number three is that Marge, uh, having to care for everyone who's sick, she goes to the the quickie mart to get some stuff. And she's so tired and frazzled that she grabbed a bottle of bourbon and her arms were full, so she just stuck it in her pocket and then she forgot to take it out and pay for it. And so she gets arrested and thrown in jail for a month. Well, because she's in jail, she can't take place in a fundraiser, and so... They were going to get a uh, statue 
Uh, sorry, I forgot to look up which president it was, but they, they were supposed to get a, a statue uh, erected of a of somebody, and instead they had to get Jimmy <laughs> Carter because they were $15 oh, short, yeah. which was the money that Marge usually brought in from her cookie sales. But since she was incarcerated, you know, thrown in jail, since she was incarcerated, that's what happened. And then somebody shouts out, like, you know, that Jimmy Carter was like the epitome of evil, and so they knock the statue down. <laughs> yeah. So there's another kind of parallel yep, going on getting torn down and of course right and then there's riots ensue after that and they burn the the police station down so also yeah yet again <laughs> yet again so yeah there's a pandemic uh killer uh, murder hornets statues being torn down and rioting in the streets all in the one episode yeah yeah it's like this episode of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> that sums it up, yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, you're lucky now. You're, now. you're nowhere near any murder hornets. I know. I'm very far away from murder hornets, and I'm close to something that can kill murder hornets. Did you watch? Oh, yeah. Have you seen that video of the praying mantis killing the murder hornet? I haven't seen the video, but it doesn't surprise me. Praying mantises are pretty badass. They are. I mean, this praying mantis just like grabs it by the neck and just rips this fucker apart. Like it's trying to sting her and bite her at the same time, and it's just like, uh, uh-uh. uh, like no, nope. like you're going down. Munch, munch, munch. I never once saw a praying mantis in Washington State, but um, I have come across two now in Kansas. Well, that's cool. The first was at our hotel that we stayed at until our moving truck arrived, and. It was actually in this swimming pool, like Olivia fished it out and rescued it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like, you would not believe how many bugs were in the goddamn swimming pool, because there's oh. crickets everywhere, and they just love to fucking jump in the water and drown. Yeah, they're smart. <laughs> <laughs> but there was also a praying mantis, and I was so surprised she wasn't afraid of it at all. She she just fished it out of the water. And then the other one was just... Uh, discovered in our house like a couple days ago nice you stay there and you yeah. kill things in this house it's like exactly your, uh, your your guard insect yeah it was up in the second floor and it's been in a couple of spots upstairs but yeah i told the kids i was like just leave it it'll kill other things that we don't want in this house oh yeah so, definitely yeah so yeah i guess i guess praying mantises are are common to the area Good. So even if the murder hornets come, I'm hoping that they'll just take care of that shit. Encounter some resistance at least. Yeah, because fuck those goddamn murder hornets. Well, it's crazy because the bees, the honeybees that are from the same area that these things are from have a, a technique to kill them where they all like fly all around them and form a ball around them and they vibrate and they cook the motherfuckers. Oh, nice. And so what the murder hornets will do is they will fly out and find a honeybee nest, and then they'll go back. It'll be a scout, and they'll go back and get some homies, and then everyone will come back and just fuck the shit up. And so what they'll do is they'll catch the scout and then just fucking kill the scout, and then no one, you know, everything is fine. Yeah. Scout just never comes back. Yep. But the honeybees here don't have that. They don't have that uh, evolution because they've never needed to fight these things before. And so that's one of the other reasons it's so dangerous for them to be where they're not supposed to right i remember my son telling me about murder hornets like a few years ago like i had no idea they existed and he's like oh yeah they're like they're from japan too right 
Uh, they're or Asia, from Asia. Asia. I don't think they're from Japan, but I think they're from Asia somewhere. Yeah. And uh, they just sounded like the worst thing ever. Oh, yeah. I'd heard about them before they came here. I think that I it, it was like it was some podcast that talked about them or something. And, and I was like, oh, Jesus. And I looked it up. It could have been Species. It's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, that would make sense because that's about animals and that's a pretty intense animal. Uh, but yeah, I don't want to see one. No, no. I mean, hornets are already awful. Oh yeah, they're assholes. Giant murder hornets. Like that's that's a hard no for me. Yeah. Well, as far as that episode goes, I think that definitely there. It's it's a weird coincidence, to say the least. Oh yeah. Uh. I think there were a couple of things going on at the time and and leading up to when this episode was made that would also, you know, explain some of the things. I mean, it's kind of a given that we're going to be subject to a pandemic like the one we are experiencing now. Oh, definitely. As well as future ones. I mean, this isn't, you know, COVID-19 is not going to be the last thing that we... not at all that we see in our lifetime there's there's going to be others especially as our population continues to increase the way it is and uh the whole like you know like humans encroaching upon animal you know animals living space and habitats it continues and that we and farming and producing more food yeah it's just a given oh yeah things are going to start hopping back and forth more because there we're in closer contact and also there's so many people all crammed together it just makes it very easy to start getting passed along and the more and more it gets passed along the higher the chance it's going to mutate yes definitely now there is uh i'm sure we probably went over this in our flu episode but there's two uh strains of influenza type b yes the victoria and then the yamamata so i've those have both been known about since the 70s, so I feel like maybe the Osaka flu was kind of a spinoff of the Yamamata flu. Oh, probably. I mean, that would make a lot of yeah. sense. I mean, those two have been known about for quite some time. They're the ones that are included mm-hmm. in every single um, you know, f- uh, seasonal flu shot uh, because they just don't yeah. mutate that much. That's why there's only a couple of strains right. of them. As far as the... The killer bees, which people are interpreting now as the murder hornets, uh, we actually there was a big scare about Africanized honeybees back in the early '90s because they were making their they had somehow been introduced from Africa and that were uh, taking up residence in some of the lower states like Texas, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And who knows? They might be a problem now. I haven't heard anything about them in a long time, but. Definitely an invasive bee species that was not supposed to be here. Yeah, they were aggressive honeybees. They called them mm -hmm. Africanized, and I don't know why they call them Africanized, because, like, that word in itself just makes it, like, like they were turned into African honeybees. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe their African honeybees got over here and bred with ones in, like, South America or something. I don't really know the specifics on it, but I know that they were aggressive, and they would swarm the shit out of people and fuck them up pretty good. Yeah, they made a couple of, like, Lifetime movies about it. I remember watching as a kid. It was just <laughs> like, oh, shit. 
Killer bees. In your damn lifetime movies. <laughs> hey, well, I mean, they focus on, you know, true crime and like just weird random stuff in the news and they just turn it into a movie. I mean, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. It's something. Except for Christmas season where it's all like fucking like rom-com stupid shit. Yeah, that's no fun. Although I've decided, you know, I'm going to kind of like lifetime movie the shit out of my life here in Kansas. Like being like, you know, hey, new big city girl comes to small town. Oh, yeah, totally. I'm going to like find some guy at like a honky tonk or something. And like, you know, first he's going to like be annoying and piss me off, but then he's going to grow on me. Is he going to wear a cowboy hat? He's definitely going to wear a cowboy hat. flannel? (laughs) And flannel, 100%. He's going to have a big belt buckle, too. Nice, nice. (laughs) <laughs> that's cool i mean that seems that seems about your type <laughs> right first you're gonna have to find a honky tonk i know i feel like they they should have one around here somewhere i haven't found one probably yet, do but... you like uh i mean you're gonna have to start <laughs> listening to farm emo oh dear i really can't go i can't uh i can't go for that too much Farm emo, start out easy. AKA country music. Start out, yeah, yeah. <laughs> start out with a little bit of David Allen Coe. That's a little bit more <laughs> rock and roll. Maybe some Santana. Uh, I'm more of a bluegrass gal. Oh myself, yeah, that's but... good. You know, bluegrass is good. Yeah, that'll that'll work. Well, aside from Margin Chains, there was a couple other episodes which uh, predicted the future. I would say. They are pretty on the nose. Remember Blinky the fish? Yes, the three-eyed fish. The three-eyed fish. And it was uh, in a river uh, or lake that was near the nuclear power plant owned and run by good old Mr. Burns. Montgomery Burns. Good old Montgomery Burns. In 2011, uh, some fishermen in Argentina actually caught a three-eyed wolf fish. And it was it was in a reservoir where a local nuclear power plant, I did fact check this, a local nuclear power plant, that's where their hot water is dumped into. Oh, wow. I guess when you produce nuclear energy and you have like the water to, to cool the stuff and yep, then it yep. gets really hot and then they have to d- know, drain it someplace. Drain it someplace. So it's in this reservoir where these uh, fishermen... Uh, caught this three-eyed wolf fish, and it was—it's pretty scary looking. I mean, Blinky's a lot cuter. <laughs> like <laughs> a wolf fish, yeah. Wolf fish doesn't sound like something that's overly cute. No, it's it's very ugly to begin with, and now and it has three eyes. So you can Google it. It's pretty gross. <laughs> oh, I believe it. I mean, usually when things have multiple bits to them, they're not like. They don't look right, you know. They look all jacked up because they're not really supposed to be where they are. Multiple or less than they should. I remember seeing, um, like, I was looking at something on Snopes, I think, and it was, there was like this Cyclops kitten where it only had one fucking eye. And let me tell you, that was some disturbing shit. Yeah, that's not cool. It's not cool at all. Yeah, this fish is ugly as shit. It's got like the two eyes in the regular spots, and then it's totally got a third eye where, like, the third eye the spiritual third eye would be located on like a fish, you know? I wonder what he saw through his third eye. I don't know. Did he find wisdom and knowledge? (laughs) A fucking fish hook, I think. Did you know that the Simpsons predicted Donald Trump becoming president? I have seen the memes. 
Yes. And that is entitled uh, Bart to the Future is the episode name. <laughs> and it's a futuristic episode where Lisa becomes president after Donald Trump is done being president and has ruined the economy. Well, you know, that is uncanny. <laughs> right? <laughs> I love I love his uh in in the Simpsons episode uh his slogan is America you can be my next ex-wife. <laughs> that's uh that's what's happening here. <laughs> I mean not trying to get political here but the whole fact that it actually happened I mean I'm still trying to kind of wrap my head around that. Oh yeah, it's crazy. I mean it just shows how little faith Americans have in the government, our government that we chose. Yeah, in our in our like the the tried and true politicians. Yeah, like, they're like, well, I don't know, career let's, politicians. Let's try that guy from The Apprentice, you know? Right. And you know, if you asked me, like, who, without having like any kind of background in politics whatsoever, like, who in America, you know, would actually be able to like pull it off and become president without having any experience in politics, you know, like not a mayor, or a governor, not even like a congressperson. <laughs> right. Um <laughs> I mean, I guess Donald Trump would not be I mean, that's uh, if you're going for something outlandish. Yeah, I mean, that would be probably my tricks. It's like, yeah, that guy's got the, uh, like, the money and just, like, the sheer will. And, uh, I mean, he just seems to be a, a guy who, like, you know, just bends people to his will rather easily. It'd be, like, akin to, like, choosing someone like James Woods, you know? Or, like, mm -hmm. uh, Nicolas Cage, you know? No right. experience, just, like, kind of a weird person. And they're just, okay, we're we're doing this? Okay, I guess we're doing this. Except Donald Trump definitely has the ego. Oh yeah. That, oh yeah. You know for sure. Just like, hey, I can be president, warranted or not. I can be the best president. Yeah, he. <laughs> well, he was right. He can be the president. He was right about that, and I think that was just something like that's just a, a wacky coincidence that they they came up with it. But yeah, I mean, like, oh, you know, who who's who's egotistical enough to actually like, uh, you know, pull this off? Right, Donald right. Trump. Let's make him have you know, recently been the president. Very interesting. Did they say anything there about it? There was a other, not really other, they, they said it was, I can't remember what, uh, you know, whether it was one of the creators or the, the writers of the show, but they just kind of said that uh, when that episode was being written, it was kind of just their future of just like how like, <laughs> like fucked up things could get. <laughs> I'm not quoting that exactly, yeah, that's but not you know, it's like, what's, just, what's the most outlandish and like fucked up point like America could be at? Like, oh, Donald Trump having been president. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> hilarious. Another fun one is when Marge and Homer beat the Swedes in curling. <laughs> that was an episode in 2010, and in 2018, the Americans beat Sweden in curling in the Winter Olympics, and that was like a huge upset. Because apparently Sweden's all about curling. I guess so. I know it's big in Canada, too. Curling, yeah, it's very big in Canada. Probably Russia as well, just like cold places, because they're like, I don't know what we're going to do. Let's go fucking curl, man. Grab a couple brooms and like a dinner plate and get on with your bad selves. 
I just don't get the thing with curling. I mean, it's just like, I don't know. Yeah, I had never watched it before. And like, I think, what was it, 2018 was the last Winter Olympics? Yeah. Yes. And so there's this bar or this pizza place with a bar by my work. And I would go there and like be waiting for uh, Alex after, you know, to go to band practice or something there. And during Olympic season, there's just like curling going on. So I just sit there and drink a beer or some whiskey and just watch curling and not really. I mean, it's so weird. It is so weird. Like the speed skating, awesome. Figure skating, awesome. Skiing, snowboarding, all that stuff. But it's like curling. I just, I don't know. <laughs> but it was weird. like Sweden was like the the big, the you know, they they were the ones to beat. And I can see where, yeah, like I probably America, not that great at curling. So... Again, they're just calling us like, oh, hey, what what would really uh, be a huge uh, deal at the Olympics? Well, if the Americans beat Sweden at curling. Yep. And that's what happened. Just so happens. <laughs> yeah, that one came true. Siegfried and Roy. Uh, in a 1993 episode, the white tiger uh, attacks one of them. <laughs> And in 2003, one of the uh, white tigers uh, that uh, was part of their show did attack Roy, uh, although he did live. Yeah, they through the incident. Did uh, he got bit in the head, didn't he? Or was it his, like his yeah, arm? it was like the neck. Yeah, it was the neck. It, yeah, it bit him in the neck, and that wasn't necessarily. Uh, Roy uh, feels that the tiger was actually trying to help him. Okay, like he thought he something was wrong with him, and he was trying to like take him to safe drag him to safety or something kind of like a and it grabbing his by the scruff right grabbing by the scruff of the neck like you would a, a baby cub yeah except that uh people don't really have a scruff of the neck that you can like bite into no. and carry us by no neck is like, a pretty uh just like muscle and bone pretty much <laughs> yeah and and we're so breakable oh, like it, we have huge brains it, but our bodies breakable. Yeah, we are very, very breakable. So uh, even if they're not trying to, I mean, if they wanted to kill you, they could kill the shit out of oh, you no instantly. Problem, yeah. But even if they're trying to help you, like, they can also kill the shit out of yeah. you. Cause, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're delicate. And that one, again, I just see it as like, okay, they were a pretty big deal back in the day. So obviously, let's just, you know, what if one of those tigers just happened to, you know bite one of their heads off like they could do it at any time so yeah i mean without really even trying if they you know really yeah. desire like all right well i'm sick of your shit so crunch but uh and, and so that's you know that's a a thing that is within the realms of possibility so i mean i can see i mean Siegfried and royer were a pretty big act they were and so they were a big yeah. deal for a long time yeah. And also, a lot of the people working for the Simpsons were probably comedians, uh, so they had probably done stand-up things and had worked in Vegas, and so they had probably seen the act themselves, so they were like somewhat familiar with the whole thing, so it was kind of in their something they paid attention to, you know? There's something they were just more aware of than the average person. In another futuristic episode... Lisa is getting married, and her fiancé has a watch that he talks into and orders things off oh, yeah. of. So everyone's like, oh, they predicted smartwatches. Yeah, that one's kind of loose, though, because, I mean, I'm sure there have been watches that have been used as 
communications devices in like James Bond movies or like get smart or some shit like that. Well, yeah, there's another thing where it's like they're doing video phone and they're like, zoom. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, except that that's in every like futuristic. Oh, yeah. Like in fucking Star where, Trek like... and shit. I mean, before Star uh-huh. Trek and a lot of things, there was the whole like voice chat. And I mean, I guess there's, I mean, uh, video chat and I, and I guess it, there's sort of like a, a line. I don't know if it's a fine line, but like a line between prediction and like making something come true. The reason yeah. we have cell phones is because people saw dudes in uh, the original series of Star Trek using these communicating communicator devices. And so scientists right. were like, we should make that work. Mm-hmm. So not quite a prediction in that case, just sort of like an av- uh, uh, the next logical step. Because, you know, everyone wore watches back then. There right. were no cell phones, so everyone wore watches. It was a thing you already had on you. So if it could also be a communications device or order your Amazon or whatever, then there you go. Yeah. Or like, I mean, like Alexa, like Star Trek, where they're always like, computer, tell us this. And now we're just like, Alexa, what's this? I mean, it's we're we're doing video chat. We are right right now. It's almost like (laughs) you're in the same room. We're in now now. One thing I th- I thought was really funny now this episode was from 1998 so this is like prior to to Facebook but there was uh people do it they're kind of at the science fair or something like that where they're looking at all these like new new age devices and there was people doing virtual reality and it was called virtual farming oh yeah <laughs> like uh animal crossing Yes, like Animal Crossing is huge too. So there's like a whole section like that's one of the the you know the points on these articles is that they predicted Animal Crossing. It's like okay, well there was also Farmville, and I guess maybe the writers just know of um like how we get how we like to do like really mundane shit on the computer that we wouldn't want to do in actual real life. Right, you know, kind of getting uh speeds it up so you get more instant gratification you don't have to actually wait for the plant to grow for like you know a month or two but it just is it's there and like right i don't want to actually be a farmer but like growing virtual crop crops like super fun get that dopamine hit when you get the when you get points absolutely now being a real farmer that's like fucking oh yeah i gotta wake up early do stuff to cows and other such animals it's pain in the ass i'm sure it is. It is. I, I, I guarantee you, like, if there was, like, a game right now where it's, like, unpack and organize your belongings, I would gladly, like, play that for hours rather than <laughs> right. actually unpack and organize my belongings, because let me tell you, it's very tenuous. You need to get, like, a robot that you can just control with a controller that to do that for you. That way you are doing it and you're playing at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. A robot would be real nice. But we don't have robots right now. Oh. Well, we do have some. Dude, I want a robot. I want a Jetsons robot, Rosie. I've seen. The maid. Oh, yeah, I know. I, I've seen in Walmarts, they have robots that clean the floor. Like the Rumba? They're big, though, and they beep a lot, and oh. they're noisy. It looks like they could also be ridden, but they're like just giant sweeping machines or floor buffing machines or something. It's weird. 
It's super okay. weird. You see it, and it's just unmanned and doing stuff. You're like, what are you doing, Skynet? <laughs> this is how it begins. But Rosie would be would be nice. Uh, yeah, I want a Rosie. Call you Ms. Now I'm S. I'm sitting here like, hey there, Ms. S. I'm-, <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to think like, God, have the Simpsons done like a Skynet episode? <laughs> have they done like a Terminator <laughs> episode? Like, shit. I would imagine they next? probably have, what's actually, coming next? Probably. Futuristic probably robots so. from the future. Yeah. Futuristic killer robots. Now, if you want to see Game of Thrones and you haven't, a uh, little spoiler alert here, but the Simpsons kind of predicted how uh, the second to the last episode went in Game of Thrones before it aired. It was close because they were actually doing like a parody of Game of Thrones. So this was like 2017. And uh, I think it was just last year. It was like 2019, wasn't it? When they finally did the final Game of Thrones. Yes. Yeah. So in 2017, they did an episode called The Surfsons. And I thought it was fucking fabulous. However, Homer finds a dragon, and said dragon lays waste. It just sets this whole village on fire. And uh, Game of Thrones, it's uh, very similar to what happens in the second to last episode with oh, one yeah. of the Daenerys Targaryen's dragons. Um, that one, I think, you know, it's like you got dra- dragons, you got Homer Simpson. Um. I mean, what else is going to happen? Obviously, he's going to find a dragon and it's going to burn the whole fucking village down. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's not responsible. (laughs) He's not responsible at all. Right, right. So that one I get, I think, is just, you know, just a funny coincidence. Yeah, but it's, uh, I mean, hey, they did a good job. (laughs) They did do a good job. Now, this comes from an article in... Time Magazine, and this is just uh, one of the the former writers of the show, and his name is Bill Oakley. This was his thought on why there were so many uh, coincidences and so many predictions that were, I mean, they weren't actually even predictions. They were just stuff that they wrote into the show, but why they actually happened later on. He said, quote, it's mainly just coincidence because the episodes are so old that history repeats itself. Most of these episodes are based on things that happened in the 60s, 70s, or 80s that we knew about. Oh, wow. And I think that's 100% true. Like, history does repeat itself. Yeah, that's why it's important to learn history. Exactly. That's why I literally cringe when people say that they hate history or history is boring. It's like, oh, my God. Like, history is happening right now, you fool. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And history is so important. Yeah. Fuck. Because some of these things we should try to not continually repeat over and over again. Yeah, we should learn lessons. That's a good idea. Right. Let's learn lessons. Well, we're slow learners, that's for sure. Goddamn right, we're slow learners. (laughs) So I think think that quote really kind of summed it up. Oh, yeah. I would say, I mean, with so many people writing for so long, I mean, you're bound to run into some things, you know? Right. They just happen to run into a bunch of them. They did. They did. They've just done so many. And I think they're just so many, like, you know, smart, creative people on that writing team. That oh, yeah. They just they just put some they 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 are good at people and reading people and uh, 
just things that we might do like crazy, but what might seem some crazy thing that we might do. Like eventually, no, we're going to fucking do that yeah. shit. Oh yeah. Or that's going to happen. Definitely. That's going to happen. My other sources for this was uh, an article on the rap.com. And then my inf on the three eyed fish came from an article uh, on in habitat. Huh. And then, of course, the Simpsons episodes themselves. Of course. Which were... I loved anything that gave me an excuse to, to rewatch some episodes. Oh, yeah. When you were uh, over, whenever that was, two or three weeks ago, I think it was, and we put The Simpsons on, it had been so long since I'd watched it, and I was like, damn, this is some good stuff. Oh, my gosh. I mean, some of that stuff, it's just it's just, just too much. Just, it's classic, and it always makes me laugh. It's so. cool that it's streaming now. <laughs> It is cool. I love that it's streaming now because there's so many seasons. There's so many uh, years where it's like I didn't watch it at all because I was oh, yeah. busy doing other totally. stuff. Like I was being a wild teenager or I had little kids or who knows, whatever the reason is. And it's like, holy shit, there's, there's episodes I've never even seen yeah. and seasons I've never even seen. So now you can just stream them all and it's it's great. It's great fun. Well, I think that's about all we have for you this time. Uh, thank you very much for your patience. Oh, yes. And, um, you know, as usual, you can find us any place that we are online at either Stranger Than or Stranger Than Podcast. You can check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Stranger Than Podcast. For $2 a month, you will get our episodes ad-free. For $5 a month, you will get a bonus episode every month. Check out the podcast syndicate we are a part of, ageofradio.org. You can check out all of our sister shows. They're all quite wonderful. Uh, I guess there's going to be at least 100 there by the end of the year. So that's pretty fucking cool. And with that, we will talk to you next time. And stay strange. <laughs>